Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast, the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health, life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves. I'm your host Taylor James, so join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the one, the only, the legendary chesney hawks well hello everyone. hi taylor how are you <laughs> i'm good how are you yeah i'm good i'm a bit jet lagged and uh slightly scatty and all over the place because i just got back <laughs> got back from the motherland and i'm i'm now home in my studio in la so uh yes yeah, so excuse, excuse me if i if i skip a beat here and there <laughs> That's right. I'm probably not going to make much sense either, and I don't have Good. that. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just see if we can, you know, both kind of not make any any sense for the next half hour and uh, have some fun at the same time. Exactly. That's what the waffle shop's about. It's kind of waffle about absolute, well, shite, basically. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Well, uh, the name of it actually sold me straight away. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. And let's I see. do love a good waffle. <laughs> yes. See. See, what, what I find really funny is that, obviously, you, you're British now living in America, but I have to explain to someone like the American guests, because they think it's food-related, and, you know... Oh, of course, like, yeah, the, yeah. ...the jokes about, like, the chicken, the bacon, the syrup, and it's kind of like, <laughs> oh... <this laughs> There's all really sorts tough. of things. You should try living here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, should we start there? Like, how come, like, you made that move to LA? Um, 
Actually, it, it, well, I, I was, I've always kind of come here uh, on and off since 91 when I first kind of came over here as a, as a young man um, writing um, songs with people like Albert Hammond and uh, Randy Goodrum and all these amazing, uh, you know, kind of songwriters that were yeah. around at the time. And, uh, and I fell in love with it back then. Uh, but it was always just kind of coming out here for trips and stuff. And I lived out here for a little bit with a band in the 90s, which was fun. Um, but my wife is American and uh, she lived with me in, back in England uh, for 17 years. And we had kids uh, in England and yeah. had a, a you know, wonderful life and everything. But we always thought that at some point we might kind of, you know, come back to the States and uh, give the kids uh, the other side of their culture. Um, but to be quite honest with you, uh, it was mainly just adventure. Yeah. There was this moment, I, there was a moment when my wife and I were, and we had a bottle of wine and we were at the, the bottom of our garden, which backed onto a farm. And I had this, we had this beautiful house. The kids were happy, had a great school. We were in Surrey and just our life was great, you know. And we were there with this, with this bottle of wine and we we're just like, life is good, isn't it? She said, yeah, life is good. But is this it? <laughs> and, and with those three words, <laughs> our world just turned upside down. And uh, Thanks for packed. <laughs> yeah, no, within six months we were over here. It's crazy. Oh, amazing. I thought it would be like you just couldn't handle the absolute mania that you caused when you first <laughs> well, hit. And then it was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't live there. <laughs> well, can't well funnily enough, there was a little bit of that in as much as um, fame is a funny thing um, and it really affects different people in different ways but like for me um I, you kind of lose your anonymity you know you, you lose your your little little bit of freedom um yeah. and and I didn't want the kids to grow up thinking you know as you know dad is you know the famous guy and the, the, the only famous guy in the village type of thing you know so <laughs> I, um I don't know I just you wanted to be village fate. <laughs> I just wanted to be like you know a just a normal dad at the school, you know, and of course, coming to LA was probably not the best idea to get rid of that because you know, well, then it's ridiculous, you know, and there are dads here, here, like you know, Jim Carrey's a dad at one of the schools that are close to here, and you know, just stupid things like what? that. Like, you know, you know, we we, we we did come from one extreme to the other, as you as you said, but uh, but you know, there are a lot of opportunities here for the kids. Um, my my son did two years of film school at, at the age of you know Amazing. twelve thirteen and uh, you know they they're they're all in some kind of um, you know arts academies over here and there's yeah it's really nice that they, they seem to to really kind of I mean, maybe it's just Los Angeles but they seem to really pay attention to the arts which is very important yeah. to me so but then that runs in your family yeah. doesn't it because don't you have well, according to my nan, you have a very famous dad as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. At least that wasn't me. Like, I sometimes get that like, yeah, you know, my nan really loves you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the 90s kid through and through. It's like, I know who Chesney Hawks is. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Yeah, my dad was uh, was in a band called The Tremolos. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was a pop star in his own right in, in, in the day. I mean, he was on the front cover of, like, Fab magazine back in the day. That was the smash hits of the 60s. And the, yeah. You know, um, so I grew up in a very rock and roll household. Uh, all my dad's mates were 60s superstars, like... Uh, Jerry Miles and from Jerry and the Pacemakers and uh, and all these wow. you know the the Searchers and the the Marmalade and the Fortunes and uh, and people like that and my dad he toured with like the Beatles and the Who and 
So yeah, it's, what? It's, it's, there are some stories. Uh, so imagine this. Oh, yeah, I was literally about to say, imagine the stories once another bottle of that wine's opened at Christmas <laughs> around yeah. that table. Yeah, and I mean, there are so many. I've been trying to get my dad to to write his uh, his memoirs, you know. Yeah. Because um, he, he has some amazing stories, he really does. Especially, uh, pe- people will be interested, you know. I always said it should be like Confessions of a 60s Pop Star, you know, because <laughs> he toured with the Beatles. I mean, that says enough, doesn't it? How many people but, can say that, though? Like, I, I mean, it's not, it's very rare now. Yeah, of course. They're all dropping like flies. All my dad's mates are all you know, retiring or, or not around anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if, if anyone out there listening to this podcast, um, once, once life gets back to normal, that is, uh, sees that there's a, one of these sixties package tours, like the tremolos, the searches, <laughs> the marmalade, all those guys, uh, Freddie and the dreamers, um, you know, all, all those acts, you should definitely go and see them. Even if you're not from that era, because it's quite an experience. It really is, and you're it's seeing legends. You're seeing legends, and you would know every single song, you know. Well, I think that's what kind of leads me on to what I wanted to talk to you about because you know, like what you just said about knowing the words to every song. I don't know if it's like your song is like Mr. Brightside. Like you don't know where you heard it or how you heard it but you know every single word <laughs> to the one and only yeah like, did you know like at the time of like writing it and going through that process that it was going to be like like such a legendary song no, i mean I, when we made that record i was so young i was 18 um and oh, wow. didn't really know what we what we had uh, made at all um and I'd just come off of making the film with Roger Daltrey called Buddy's Song. And um, it, it, it oh was... God. yeah. Don't I tell started, my that. No, I started <laughs> in that film with Roger Daltrey. I played Buddy. And, and that's where the, the soundtrack um, came from that film. So, so the one and only came from the film. Um, oh, it wow. was written, yeah, it was kind of like an afterthought. There, there was all sorts of uh, you know, different music. Because it was a very musical-based film. I played a young yeah. boy called Buddy who who um, was a musician and Roger played my dad. And, uh, and so we had an album ready to go and the one and only was kind of like an afterthought, you know, so we, we kind of stuck it on at the end credits. It wasn't even part of the film, you know, it yeah. kind of got stuck in there. And then of course it became the first uh, single. So it's, it's what I call uh, a song with wings. You know, they come along now and again and um, they have their own agenda and, uh, <laughs> and their own plan in life, <laughs> and uh, and of course it will outlive me. You know, I I say now when people ask me about, I mean, one one of the, the most asked questions I get is, "Are you fed up with that song now?" You know, um, but but to be truthful, I'm not. Um, that was actually going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I got there before you, then I beat you to it. Um, and it's, I feel like I I, I can kind of relinquish my ownership of of that record yeah because because people like you or or anyone really that has some kind of emotional attachment to it own it you know um i've over the years of nearly 30 years now uh since we put that record out um i've had so many amazing stories and and you know connections with it that, that i've heard like from funerals to weddings to um, I mean, you know, it was my first song that I uh, that I had my first kiss to, or yeah. You know. So, so now when I play um, 
when I play gigs and 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 I get to the moment where I'm going to be you know starting to to play that intro to the one and only yeah I can see the energy in the crowd it's kind of like <laughs> you can feel it you can feel the you energy. know it's coming you know here it comes <laughs> you know? and and uh, and people like they love it because they have some kind of connection to their youth or whatever it is and uh uh, and it's a beautiful thing, you know. It's, it's nothing to do with me in in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, I know I sung it and everything, but really, it it's you know, as I said, it had a, it has a life of its own. It went off and and made these beautiful connections all over the world, and and I'm just you know proud now to be part of something like that. That's huge. So that to that <clears throat> leads me quite nice because obviously you've just said then like your song is you know it's given so many incredible memories to so many different people. What was kind of like, what's your go to songs like music albums when you know things yeah. get a little bit much? Or, well, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a real music man, so uh, you know, I, as I said, I grew up in a music household, and yeah. my brother and sister and I were never going to be accountants, you know. <laughs> my brother is the when drummer, you dance my... on tour with the Beatles, <laughs> no, exactly. And we used to, you know, go and see him play, and even at you know, young ages, like you know, seven or eight. We'd be backstage looking through the wings at dad doing his thing. Um, so for me, my kind of musical heroes are people like John Lennon, uh, Beatles. Yeah. Um, I grew up with, um, you know, with Prince was my absolute idol. And, and still, I don't think there's anybody that, uh, you know, has ever touched him for overall talent. And I don't think ever will, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but I think if I was to choose one uh, one act, it would be the Beatles. I, I mean... They still, because my dad's record collection, of course, was all 60s stuff. So, yeah. so I discovered music through vinyl, like kind of, you know, sifting through my dad's record collection. And it was all Beatles. And, uh, you know, so I honestly, I say that I don't like think legendary I would. It's stuff, though, isn't it? It's like, uh, it's not, I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm not from that generation. No. Like, I even, I discovered the Beatles as an adult. Yeah, and so did like I. It was obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, it's unmatched. It, unmatched and probably never will be matched in that respect you know in that kind of legendary status you know they they're just as relevant now as they were back then yeah. um you know my my kids <laughs> you know my 14 year old now he he's a, a, an amazing guitar player and he he just listens to the beatles all the time and, and <laughs> you know there is absolute heroes he loves them and and that just that just says it all really doesn't it you know Kids know the, those records, even though yeah. they're 50, 60 years old. They still know them. If you, if you play the, the first chord to Ticket to Ride, they're like, Ticket to Ride. They just know it. You know what I mean? And they all know it. So it's, uh, you know, those, those songs all had wings, didn't they? <laughs> you give them to everyone. <laughs> um, so we're in a very awkward time at the moment with obviously lockdown and, you know, that silly virus that's kind of you know flying around mm. from a musician who you know i mean I've, I've seen some of your like gigs throughout lockdown that have been hilarious as well as obviously amazing <laughs> what do you think is going to happen next in terms of like the whole kind of gigs and festival vibes because i don't know about you but i am itching to get back out there mm. and just get back in front of a stage yeah, I, I, do you know what? I was thinking about the first gig back. What, what's that going to be like? Um, emotional, I would think. Very emotional. It's going to be, be wild. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be mental. It really is. Um, 
but but I can't see it happening anytime soon, Taylor. No. It's, uh, you know, all of us, uh, you know, and obviously I talk to a lot of my contemporaries that are in the same boat as me and, you know, and everybody's kind of just sitting there scratching their heads and not knowing what to do. You know, some some have been writing. I've been writing quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have a new album ready to... to I, am I too old to say drop? <laughs> no, don't go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my daughter would be like, Dad, you can't say that. Well, say my album's going to drop. <laughs> oh, you could do like a surprise just drop. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what they're all doing nowadays. Yeah, Don't surprise no drop. One. Boom, here it is. Here's yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of used this time to reconnect with family. Um, you know, we, we've been going for, for you know, walks together and having yeah. dinners together and watching movies together and, um, and that that part of it for me has been really beautiful. Um, I'm very lucky in as much as I have a you know a spirited family that uh, that I live with and we live in a nice yeah. place and and you know and I'm completely aware uh, that there are so many people out there that don't have that um, and I have friends that you know are just struggling uh, living in one bedroom apartments in, yeah. in London and you know can't haven't been able to go out and, at all and. Uh, and I can imagine that there's there's a lot of uh, people struggling out there. I really can. What um, like what would you kind of suggest to people like that? Like what what would you kind of advice wise would be? Well, I can only kind of you know say what what I have been doing and what I would do to make my lift my spirits and you know. And I think you could probably relate to this and everybody can relate to this, really. But the one thing that has come out of this lockdown is that we have reconnected with people. Um, there's been I mean, I've spoken to friends I haven't spoken to for years. And, uh, you know, I've just found, you know, people just want to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like Brandon is one of them. Brandon Block is a good mate of mine. And I'm, I'm starting a little project with him, Brandon Block, the DJ. And, you know, he's been through a really so excited tough... for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, obviously I'll let you know when that's all coming out. And he's a good mate of mine. He's been through some tough times, and he's on his own as well. Um, and actually, he has his, his girlfriend with him. But like, but yeah, it, you know, he struggled through it. Um, and yeah. we've reconnected, and it's been a beautiful thing. It's been really beautiful um, for me. I've I've spent time cr- uh, creating. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I I don't know if that's because that's what I do and I automatically go to music and always automatically yeah. pick up a guitar, you know, <laughs> and that kind of help that kind of soothes everything for me, you know? No, I think, I think it's an incredible thing. And it's one, th- you know, I've, I've spoken to like numerous like musicians and singer songwriters like yourself throughout, you know, my journey with my mental health or with the podcast. Right. Um, and that, it's that same kind of vibe that like, they're just so excited to get the music out there. Like yeah. there's no, you know, like there's always trends, you know, everything kind of comes out, everything starts sounding the same. Because at the minute, no one knows what anyone's creating. No, it's true. So I think it's really exciting for like, you know, for people out there normally like predict are like, oh, this is the year of like disco is going to come back or this is the year <laughs> yeah. something's going to come back. <laughs> so I think next year it's just going to be a complete open playing field and i'm really excited for like new and upcoming artists and you know it's i I can't wait yeah it's gonna be it it is gonna be amazing when 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 we all start opening up again yeah Uh, but in the meantime like we can all uh you know stick together through this and you know i i as you mentioned earlier and i've i've been um doing live shows uh 
from here from my studio and and that has been a uh, you know a real eye opener for me because I started yeah. off doing it because I was kind of missing being on stage and playing music, but then it turned into something completely different. And I, I started giving <laughs> away tickets to uh, you know uh, national health workers and key workers and frontline people, and uh, and so it became That's amazing. This, by the way, well, I mean, I I wanted to give back to to you know because I mean I can feel like you know how difficult it must be for for these yeah. people. And, um, you know, and I and that's another thing that's great that's come out of this is that you know now people realise that they they are the heroes. They are the heroes. They're Definitely. there saving lives. You know, and you know even more so right now. And so the show became a platform for for these people. Um, and I would get them on, and because it was on Zoom and only had a hundred people, it was very intimate. And I would bring on. Um, these these uh, nurses and uh, key workers and, and come and I just talk to them and they would tell you know the people that were in the zoom um, all these amazing stories of what it has yeah. been like and of course I can interact with everybody else too so I had like these questions going on the side to ask <laughs> these people and it became very emotional and that uh, they were tears and laughter and and of course I played some music and everything but it, you know it became this whole other thing and it was beautiful no, that they were hilarious. Like some of them, like <clears throat> were not hilarious, but but no, they were. I don't know. I'm taking, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm staking that out there. But like just to see kind of everyone opening up and that that huge sense of kind of community and mm. you know, everyone it's it's so cliche and so cheesy when everyone's like, oh, you know, we are all in this together. But it's stuff like that that actually like proves it. Yeah, you know, there's people yeah. from all different walks of life, all different job titles all just there to you know share an experience yeah and yeah you know wh you whether you like it or not yeah you can't manufacture that can you it's it's th that Definitely kind of not. community you know that real and you could really feel it in the in uh in those shows there was a real sense of community and uh and i felt the love you know it was a really beautiful thing um i'm actually going to um edit them all up and, and make a little series i don't know if i've got on youtube or whatever but i'm going to put them up all up on online at some point so that uh, they're out there i know definitely some of them i was like i think it was i think it was the highlights that i saw or like it was on your um instagram or youtube i yeah. was like oh like i wish i knew about it sooner <laughs> yeah well it's hard to get the, the the you know the word out there isn't it really it's there was so much so many people doing the, those kind of things from chris martin to john legend to you know everyone was yeah. doing it in the end you know and i don't yeah, you know but they turn up to everything <laughs> like they're always there <laughs> yeah yeah they are no you know, disrespect i'm a huge coldplay and john legend fan but me too come me on too. now come yeah. on <laughs> and gary barlow as well he did his thing as well <laughs> Oh, he's another one. He's the chicken. <laughs> Huge take that fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they supported me in the early days. Oh wow. Yeah, I, it was you know they they would come on five guys in leather. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, oh no! Do to their be fair, dance with me. <laughs> on the back of that, um, I was speaking to my mom earlier, and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm doing a call later with them um, with Chesney Hawks," and I was like, "Oh, can you think of anything to ask him?" And forgive me if this is really rude, because my mom is an extremely blunt woman. But she was like, ask him what his hair was about. <laughs> was like, what was it about? <laughs> he was like, what was his hair about? I was like, I was like, mom, I think it was the style at the time. Like, I mean, I don't think she's in a position to judge anyone. 
but I was like, yeah. So apologies for that. But I Ran- random question from from your mum, but I I, yeah. I think I need to answer it really. <laughs> um, as you say, one the, at the time that was the thing: lots of blow dry yeah. and hairspray, you know. And I want to see a picture of her in 1991, <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm going to find that out because believe me, it is not pretty. I'm joking. I love my mum. I'm sure she's very pretty. (laughs) Um, On the, you know, the subject of kind of lockdown and being in that kind of uncertain timeline, what have you done to kind of keep, you know, your mindset intact and kind of what's motivated you throughout other than the music? Uh, Mainly family, I have to be honest. Um, You know, we had a a 2000 piece jigsaw puzzle on the in the on the dining room table for the whole of the lockdown the first lockdown yeah. and those kind of th- things really kind of helped you know we would pass one one of the uh, one of us would pass the table and you'd get kind of sucked in and you'd yeah. be leaning leaning over doing a couple of pieces of, and then before you know it another member of the family be leaning over on the other side and like, oh, have you tried that bit there? And, you know, we had literally so many moments where all five of us are leaning over this jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Those, I mean, I know it sounds silly, but those kind of moments, you know, I'd, I I kind of took a step back and looked at it and I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, when would we have this? When would this happen? And uh, so I, I was actually very grateful for those moments. Yeah. We And structure as well. You know, we, my wife and I definitely made sure that we we had you know we all walked with the dogs uh, and took the dogs out for uh, you know at five o'clock no matter what we're all five of us and we're all going to talk and we had dinners together and we stuck together through it you know because the kids it's tough kids have had it really hard Mm -hmm. Um, you imagine being that age and and not being able to see any of your friends i mean it's the childhood isn't it it's the little life lessons that you get from like going to school hanging around with friends and you know it's that kind of stuff that has been completely ripped away from them and like i'm i generally feel really sorry but i'm also a little bit jealous because there's they have a lot more kind of compassion i feel that Mm. generation and they're so kind of you know switched on to really the way like world the world works and you know it sounds so cheesy but like i mean i look at my little sister she's 19 and i'm like i know for a fact like i i've learned so much from her and Mm. yeah i I think it's i think they're insanely talented that generation i agree they're a beautiful generation they really are i have a 14 year old boy a 17 year old girl and a 19 year old boy and they are all so like aware and care about the environment Mm -hmm. you know about politics they're so involved politically my daughter is literally an activist she's (laughs) she wants to she wants to take conservation in uh in college that's what she wants and she just cares you know she's the one who sat us all down to watch the david attenborough film you know it's on the uh, watch list Oh God! Well, <laughs> take a take a tissue with you. It's, oh, no. it's uh, it, it is. Yeah, everyone should see it. I can't watch EastEnders without crying, so I've got <laughs> no chance. <laughs> but everyone should see it, Taylor. It's it's yeah. a it's a love letter to the world, and it's it's a really beautiful film. It really is. I want to ask you one final little bit of a question here. You mentioned new album ready to drop. Hmm. Can you tell us anything about it? What's coming up on it? Or I can tell you a few little things. Um, yes. Without upsetting my management. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I would have to kill you. Um, 
it's well it, it's a collection of very personal songs actually um um it's been quite a, a cathartic um, album for me um i don't know what happened to me but i had some kind of spiritual awakening or something and just <laughs> i felt like i had to write about some deep shit and uh, <laughs> and uh, and i did and and i'm very very proud of it actually and i, I think I think most artists will always say that about their latest work. But um, I, I went back to writing with Nick Kershaw um, and Nick and I wrote, uh, I think there's three songs that I wrote with Nick on this album. And the producer uh, is a guy called Jake Gosling, who is a, you know, A-list producer now. He, he I've discovered, heard of his name. Yeah, he's famous for discovering Ed Sheeran. So, you know, no, nobody big then. <laughs> yeah, no, minor. <laughs> yeah. So, he discovered um, Chris Martin though. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't discover him. Uh, he's probably worked with him, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, but Jake and I have known each other uh, since we were kids and, and always thought that we might uh, do something together. Uh, and, you know, in the, over the last 10 years or so, he's become like this, you know, absolute, like, A-list producer and has worked with everyone from One Direction, Harry Styles, and, and obviously he keeps working with wow. Ed. Um, and uh, well, he's doing uh, something right then. He's doing a lot right. He's very, very good. And what he did was he dragged me into uh, kind of a, a more of a, s a modern sound. You know, uh, yeah. left to my own devices, I'm a little bit more indie guitar-based um, band kind of feel. Yeah. And uh, he got <laughs> he got me rapping, and I mean, you know, I'm not saying no. it's like hip hop or rap. It's nothing like that. But like that is you know, something he, that everyone needs. If anything's going to gonna save 2020, Chesney. <laughs> This is your chance. <laughs> oh, it's funny. He would put like trip hop hi hats in there and stuff. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm making it sound like some kind of uh, mutton dressed as lamb thing, but it's it's not like that at all. But it, it's just touches of 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 modern production, which I actually really loved and yeah. and learned a lot from him in in that respect. So, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that the album was, is going to be out um, in spring next year. Yeah, spring twenty one. Yeah, we were going to put it out wait. this year. For the Chesney Hawks grime album that album 2021 <laughs> needed. I, just, I think that's yeah. just an exclusive there. That I, yeah, I, it is. The, yeah, that's I'm going to really my struggle first... to keep that to myself, Chesney. Chesney does trip, <laughs> trip hop. It's going to be fun. Oh, no, I, I can't wait. I, like it's, I, I love having these kind of conversations with, you know, with musicians, you know, singers and songwriters who have made some of my favourite music. So I'm genuinely so grateful that I've had the opportunity to have, have a waffle with you. It's been absolutely joyous. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, this is really fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> Anytime. What a guy. Absolute hero. Um, thank you so much for joining me. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure for me too. It really has, and uh, I wish you the best, my friend. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast. Massive thank you to my special guest this week, the one, the only, the legendary Chesney Hawks. Don't forget, guys, if you've liked what you've heard, hit that subscribe button, give us some five stars, and I will see you next week. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.